Welcome inside the Legends Lounge, where baseball VIPs are hanging out and talking about their life in the game. A lot to celebrate this week. Happy Ma's Day, just coming off of Mother's Day. Love you, Ma. And I know, oh, you want to say the same as always? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, Yaya, my mom, who's uh, 89 and uh, a, a special person. I mean, my dad was awesome for me as far as getting home late from work and, and throwing me, you know, batting practice at any time, any, any place, anywhere. But mom was the one that pushed education for my brother and I. We came from Cuba uh, with nothing. And uh, in 1968, and and she learned English, got her master's degree in teaching, and taught for almost 50 years. So um, that mom was is a, a lot of reason why I'm sitting here and talking to you, Scotty, is because how much she's pushed, you know, to be articulate both in Spanish because I speak Spanish as perfectly as I speak English and without an accent. So that it was it was that lady. So I owe her a lot. I love that. I feel the same way. My mom had this blend of expectation and motivation to do what you want do your you know follow your dreams go hard after everything but then also the support of like i couldn't get to where i was without ma and just a lot of situations where i needed ma to save the day or help me out or provide the money advice that would get me to the next level and then also i think she's the cal ripkin of Right. media for me she hasn't essentially missed a show and i do i do a lot <laughs> i do a lot of crap right I'm, she's on everything i'm calling games i'm doing shows multiple sports we got this she doesn't miss an absolute wow. second so she's that's got the so ripkin sweet. streak going that, that that's a big part of her content calendar is hey and what do we play, got going on you know you, you you had your own athletic career what people oh, yeah. don't realize is that how important moms can juggle uh a ball player you know life boy and girl and whatever capacity it is not just baseball and softball but the myriad of sports that we all played and did and and juggled all that i tell you what it's we love our dads but the moms are somewhere special yeah i agree right i didn't have a personal driver there's no uber or anything else so mom was yeah and obviously dad too but yeah there's there's a lot of responsibility that goes on making sure you're you know if your kid wants to do a lot which clearly that's how we were there's a lot that goes into that it's more than the games you know i I appreciate you yeah so and I'll, i'll get to the other big part of what this week is about when we get to this week in baseball but also ironically AJ Przinsky's our boy, our man, our guest, our <laughs> How big fitting. man. One of the most spicy players in recent history. Guy who definitely wasn't afraid of anyone, wasn't afraid to say what was on his mind or what is on his mind, and even participated in some wrestling events post or even during playing career. But it's it's fitting that we've got a guy that Ma might need to rein in sometimes and, and maybe put in time out. <laughs> Like, mom, all right, mom, what are you doing, son? What are you doing? I taught you better than this. Maybe his mom is saying, I taught you exactly like this. I don't know. This is perfect, HS. This is is what you needed to do. I'm not going to knock him. It all, it's all great career. What a career. Really entertaining guy. Smart, articulate. Yeah, he's got it all. So I think mom was on point. So let's open the door and let in AJ Przinsker. He's going to bust the door open anyway. (laughs) 
This guy is Soundbite City. He was like that as a player, 19 years in the bigs, two-time All-Star, 05 World Series champ with the White Sox, and one of the best broadcasters in the biz, AJ Pierzynski. Welcome to the lounge. You have a beer for AJ? Yeah, I mean, I was looking for a recliner. I don't even, I, mean, I got this chair. <laughs> no, we got... Barely swivels the, here. The, the you got the recliner. I got the recliner and the beers are coming. In the mail, right? Yeah. Yeah. Send them in the mail. They're coming. They're coming. <laughs> They're coming straight from Chicago, buddy. Perfect. I actually want to go backwards first in terms of life after baseball because you really jumped into the TV scene and we see you on the TV every week now calling games. So when did you make that decision? Like now taking you back to playing days, did you at any point think, yeah, I, I can do this? On TV? Well, I think Earl will tell you too, when you're playing, the media is kind of, you can play the media two ways, right? You can play them as I hate the media and you don't want to deal with them, or you can use the media to your advantage to get messages out or make it into a positive, right? And use it to, to get them to, to look at you in certain ways. So I think um, I was fortunate that I was able to always handle the media and I always was there. Again, as a player, and yeah. as you know, media, if, if you're there and you're there every day, they, they'll give you a little more rope kind of to, to get away with some things. Um, so I was always there. I always would answer the questions. And I always, there were days where I was like, gosh, I don't want to talk to these people. But I stood there and I answered the, you know, you go over four, a couple of strikeouts and lose the game on an error or whatever. Yeah. You don't want to stand there and, they, and have some reporter go, hey, so why'd you strike out in the ninth inning? Right. What yeah. happened? And you're like, ah. Struck out. Right? I mean, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. So uh, I, I think that was, you know, kind of like a, a big thing. And I always was there, and I was always taught when I came up with Minnesota. Tom Kelly would always say, "Hey, be there after the game." You know, Minnesota had like three reporters at the time, and he's like, "Listen, just be there and, and just answer their questions. And at least if you say something, they can't write a story that without your consent if they want to ask you a question." And, uh, and then when I was playing, Fox came to me kind of when I was early in Minnesota when they had Best Damn Sports Show on all the regional Foxes. And I would go on that every time in L.A. And all the people from that show, like, went to the top, like Eric Shanks and John Entz and all these oh, people. Yeah. They all started, like, on this little show with Chris Rose and right. Tom Arnold and John Sy that was, like, really good show. Yeah. But didn't get a lot. You know, it was on the regional, like, Fox Florida, right? Like, yeah. it was only on, the, like, at late night. And I started doing that, and then in 06, they asked me to do playoffs one time. I did it, and then when I was still playing in 11, they came to me and said, hey, will you do pre and post for the postseason? And I was like, yeah, let's try this. And then I enjoyed it, and then 15, they came to me and said, hey, will you call games in the playoffs with Smoltz and Vaskersian? Pretty good pair, right? Yeah, not bad. Uh, first time. We had Royals, Astros, five-game series. It was great. Um, the Royals, as you the Royals won the World Series. Yep. And then 16... They asked me again to do it, and I said, well, I don't know if I'm going to play. And they said, well, you know, we want, we want to know if you're not going to play. We'll, you know, we'll take you to start doing games. And then I made a decision not to go back and play anymore. And 17 was my first game, and I was it was interesting. Mm. It was here. It was in Tampa. It was Yankees at Rays. And they don't give you a lot of they just kind of hand you this microphone and say, Brother. just don't cuss on the air and go. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, yeah. Ah, you okay. get some notes maybe about yeah, the game, right? We'll be yeah. in your ear and uh, just follow the game. Yeah, it's but great. they don't really, and then over time it just kind of has evolved and uh, you start paying a little more attention to guys you like on the air and what they do and how they, you learn not to talk as much because there's times where you just don't need to say anything. And, uh, but it's a learning process. It's fun. It keeps me involved in the game and uh, I'm thankful that I get to do it. 
and TV is so much different than radio on top of that or podcast where, you, you know, in this premise you have so much more time. And but yeah, I'll tell you what, you're, you, but you, you're good. And one of the reasons I think you're good is when you think about it, I mean, they make the best managers, and I think they make some very good, uh, you know, analysts, and that is catchers. And uh, you were an outstanding catcher, 19 years, brother. That's impressive to be by the play. But I, I'm going to talk about the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Okay, that's not you and I. No, no, that's not you and I. It's not our weight combined. That's not like how short he is a little bit of a a white Ron Gant going on a little bit going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and here it is, dude. You and I've been around you. I wish even more because you're you're very approachable. You're smart. You're knowledgeable. Had a great career, and you're just wonderful. That's off the field and probably with your teammates on the field. You were to the opponents. You were the least favored nation a lot of times. That's okay. And and uh, but talk about that and how that came about and and I think it's uh, uh, very interesting. Well, I mean, I, I was so I guess it would have to start probably back in like uh, maybe like high school or like even before, right? I just wanted to win every game, no matter what. Like, let's just figure out a way to win. And I was never, and I especially more in high school. I was never really brought up at the high school I went to with Dr. Phillips in Orlando. Yeah. Excellent program. Uh, with Johnny Damon and some other guys that were the big, the new manager for the Cardinals, Dollar right. Marmol, he went there. Yeah. So we were kind of brought up, and it was kind of like our own little, like, I don't want to say click, but like we had our own little thing, yeah. and like other t- teams, and, and we kind of Free travel ball, but yeah, it's kind of like free travel ball. But in it's summer, kind of like In the that. summer, you All played star. with your high school team. No, yeah. you played with your high school team and played and went around and played. We were getting fights, and we kind of had our own little thing, right? And everybody wanted to try to get in there, and we were just kind of, we were very tight. And it just kind of was like, you know, we're not friends with, like, our rivals, and we just weren't friends with our, we were just, we had our thing, right? And then uh, you get into the minor leagues, and you're playing, and I'm sure it was the same. Like, nowadays, everybody knows everybody because travel ball, and you play with this guy. Like, we didn't, I didn't know anybody. So you had your little team, and you stuck with Protect your, that. You still had your little 25 guys, and you go into town, and you try to win the games, and that was it. Uh, you know, and I, I remember I had a manager in double-A. His name was John Russell. Yeah. Manager in the big leagues. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he came up to me, and I was in double-A, and he said, listen. Now, I kind of worked my way up, then up, came back down, went back up, came back down to double-A after being up for two, up and down for two years, and they sent me back to double-A, and he was the manager. And I'm like, yeah, I was kind of pissed about it, right? Okay. I was like, okay. Why am I here? And they're like, well, we want you back with John and try to figure a couple of things out, which looking back on it was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. At the time, I was pissed, and I'm like, I want to get out of this organization and all this. Um, but and he had a meeting with me one day. On it. We were in, I want to say, I think it was Akron. It was Akron. We were in Akron. And he calls me over. He says, hey, I just want you to know that I need this out of you. He's like, you can't play nice. He's like, you have to play mean. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, you have to play like a hate, right? Like uh he's like, I need you talking shit to the other team. Yeah. Like I need you riled up because you play better when you're mad. I said, okay. And, and I was like, Are you, that seems like kind of counterproductive to what most people would say, right? right? He's like, he goes, that's how you get the best. He's like, when I tell you you suck at something, he's like, you do everything in your power to prove me wrong that you can do it. Like he's like, if I tell you you can't hit a lefty, you I'll throw you in there a lefty, you'll get three hits and you'll Right. Give me the finger, you know, as I'm coaching third, and you're running on the bases, right? <laughs> Just to show me that. So he's like, I need you that, but I need that every day. And I was wow. like, okay. And I and I never really looked at it like that. And then I ended up getting back to the big leagues. And and, and and I never really, I never wanted to be like, 
it wasn't like I was doing it to show up. Right, right. You didn't want to be the evil I, character. I was never the, like the, looking the for that. But, but at the same time, I had to play with the, like the hate. And I try to explain that. You know, I explain to people now. They kind of get it a little more. I was never the guy to be like, oh, let's go to dinner. Like I never, you know, when everyone runs the center field, I was never. I was always like, oh, I'm over here. Like, and it would always kind of bother because when I was brought up, like that was like that was a no no. Like, right. We don't right. talk to the other team. Like we're we're I our guys. That. Yeah. And uh, and I was never. I mean, I had friends on other teams that I you know. That, Got As a catcher, is tricky because you, yeah. you, your buddies are coming up to play, and you, you, yeah, you you're, not gonna, you're not going to give them a break. Yeah, so you say hi to them, and you kind of move on because there's not a lot of time. No. So, um, yeah, and I just kind of, that was what I had to do. I had to play with the hate, so I had to manufacture hate sometimes. Like, even if it wasn't there, like. I love it. I like, mean, I, I, I think was trying that to manufacture, and that's how it, what got me on the field every day to play every day. It works. That's also what got me going every day. And, you know, most people are like, I don't read the newspaper. Well, I would love reading it because then I'd read what, you know, what people were saying and then I'd be pissed off and I'd be like, okay, well, screw this reporter. Like, right. <laughs> or like when I went on the road and the, the other fans were booing me, great. Like, bring it on. Like, I want, I need that. Like, I wanted that part of it. That was right. like a big thing for me. And it's easier for me to look back on it now and say, okay, this is more of like how I had to do You're it. You're like Goldberg. When I met him one time and I was at a, at a Monday Night Raw and got invited because uh, I knew him from a few of the wrestlers, and I met him backstage. The sweetest man in the world. I'm like, dude, you're the kindest guy, but I, when you get on yeah, that ring, yeah, you're like uh, the meanest, yeah. evil yeah. guy. So, but yeah. that's what you needed. Some players don't. Some players are the opposite, AJ. Oh, that yeah. they, coaches will say, you know, calm yourself down because you need to just be stoic yeah. and figure your, your game out. So See, I thrived off of like, and that's why I think like when I played for the White Sox, like Ozzy and I work, right? Why? Because he would just make fun. He would call me out in the newspaper every day, right? But it would keep him off other guys on our team, That's right? Amazing. So like he would throw it all on me, and I'm like, bring it on! Like I can handle it. Like I, I, I don't care. Like whatever you're gonna say, it doesn't bother me. Now, you know, do I like the fact that my wife and my kids can read all? Yeah, that bothers you now. But at the time, I was like, bring it on! Like it doesn't cool. bother me. Like it, it makes me want to tell him to, you know. Well, I'm glad we cleared yeah. that. I'm glad we cleared that up because he's a good. He's a great guy. Oh. He was a competitor. He's the best. But but you can also tell. Hey, you've got context for the fam. Hey. You know, the kids even. This was, you can explain this. This was part of a bigger picture here that yeah. made my team better, that made me better. I'm curious, what's the wildest, like, storyline that, did you ever create a storyline? No. Whether it was manufactured? No, this isn't wrestling. Saying, even in your right. head. <laughs> right, this isn't wrestling. No, I know, but uh, I'm saying, like, even in your head, like, was there ever, like, a, a dull time where you're just like, oh, I, I gotta be pissed for, for today? No, I could, in general, I could or, I, See, that's when I, I could generate I could generate a lot of times just by... Even if it was something that happened like an organization, like that happened like say ten years ago, I can still be like, screw the, screw this team. You know, they said something about me ten years ago. Like, <laughs> ah, you know, even though it was ten years ago, right? Mm-hmm. But I knew like my last year was sixteen playing, and and I couldn't do it anymore. Like I couldn't get up for the games. Like I interesting. Like, and that was when I was like, okay. And I told my wife, I'm like, the, the wins aren't making up for the losses anymore. Right. The hits aren't making up for the outs anymore. And I'm like, this is not. I can't. I can't do it anymore. Just, In the peak of that, do you think you were influential to some of the hitters that you could kind of get under their skin a little oh, bit? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I hear mean, stories all the time about stuff that I did, and I just laugh. They're like, oh, Jose Batista does throw dirt on his shoes. Right, right, like, right. It might have yeah. kind of taken you know, him out yeah, of the game a little off, bit. He's like, yeah, I'm like, then it worked. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. This Jose Batista. Yeah. Uh, at the time, it was 
raging with the blue jeans. <laughs> Any <Yeah>. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and that's great for the game. I, will I think that's part of the game. You need different characters, different personalities. It's like being in the trenches in football when, when the, the, the 300 pounders get up close to each other. They're not saying, hey, Bob, how you doing? I'm going to yeah. block you now. No, it's, yeah. it's some, some stuff that they don't want to hear. If anything, the game needs more of that. And I, if I ever got, you know, listen, if I, and I was a big thing, if they were, I always tell people this, if they were worried about what I was doing, because a lot of the teams I was on, I wasn't like even close to the best player. So if they're worried about me, then, then Paul Canerco, Jim Tomey, <laughs> Frank, Dye, Frank, Tory Hunter, <laughs> Maglio or Yeah, and all these guys, right? I mean, Beltre in, in Texas, I mean, you know, Big Poppy when we were together. Like, all these guys, if they're worried about what I was doing, then those guys are going to do damage. I might hit a single. They're going to that, hit a three-run home run. Yeah, right? that's the beauty of baseball and the nuances of the stop action sometimes is that, you know, you can have that. It's a little harder in football. They try to stop it when guys get in their face. But you have, there's a lot of kind of convergence at home, at first, a double is hit. You know, somebody comes back around, you can say a little something, you know. And, well, it used to be better before, you know, you used to – I get thrown at all the time, and I—I I mean, I was like, I'm gonna kill that son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I might not be the fastest dude, but I'm gonna get a piece of him. Right. Yeah, and then you know, or gone. you know, you could run around home plate, and you get the catcher, right? right. And like, gone. That's done. You can't touch anybody now. Oh, no. So now that's kind of been taken away. So then, who did you admire? Did anyone else fit that persona in the league? Whether it was growing up or when you were uh, playing, did you I, take a page out of anyone else's book, or were you really? I you? just watched wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch wrestling. Yeah, you, you, know, you, you was in Orlando. Yeah. Oh, what do you want? That's well, Mecca. You participated yeah. a little yeah. bit too, right? You did yeah, a little. So it worked for me. I was, I was the I was the heel in baseball, and then I turned into you know, a wrestler. So it worked out. <laughs> worked out perfect, right? How did that come about? Just made uh, some friends in the so sports it, entertainment world. Right? <laughs> so in 2005, uh, with the White Sox, our Minor league strength coordinator was a guy named Dale Torbar, whose dad Jeff yeah, managed yeah. for a long time. Oh, Dale was. He played so in the minor. Good. Played in the minor leagues, he was a wrestler, right? He mm-hmm. played in the minor leagues, he got hit in the face right. by a pitch and couldn't see anymore, so he became a minor league, he became a wrestler for like, he wrestled like WCW and did all this stuff, and then um, after, I was always, always been a wrestling fan, and knew some of the guys a little bit, and then Dale knew them all, and he kind of started introducing me to them all, and then after we won in 05, the TNA came to us and said, hey, will you guys do like a, like a month run, and it was in Orlando. So for me, it was like, yeah, it's got to like 10 minutes from my house. I'm like, yeah, it's easy. That's a dream, right? Yeah, so like every week I just go up and I get to work with Bobby Heenan uh, right. and Dale, and we were, you know, we were faces, but we were good, right? Yeah, okay. Well, then the next year, David Eckstein wanted to do it. And so he, he had just won the MVP in the World Series in 06, and then, so he's now the face. So we get to come in and be the bad guys. And so, see, that was much more fun for oh, me. Yeah. Because you can say whatever you want. You can do whatever. Like, he had just put out a children's book. I'm in the ring ripping it up. <laughs> throwing it out. He's such right? a good guy. Right? He's like yeah, a nice he's like, guy. He's cool, you know, yeah, like, dude. You know, Did like, you come up with that, by the way? Like, to do an act like that? Or well, that was we, they kind of said, no, they kind of said, hey, we're, you know, we want X time. Can you, will you guys work an angle with us? And we're like, yeah, well. We want to be the heels, right? We want to be the bad guys. <laughs> and they're like, well, what about all this work? I go, I don't care. Like, let's, no, let's no, flip no, it, no. right? So they brought him out. We were in the stands watching, and then we, like, jumped the, That's road, hilarious, you know, the, the fence and come into the ring. And they're like, what are you, what are you guys interrupting? And we're like, oh, we're the, you know, the baseball people in this company. Get him out of the ring. You know? <laughs> Turned into a big melee. But I'll say this. We weren't allowed to touch David. No. No. So his brother, what? Right, he's he like, you can't touch thing. me. So he was all. There was always like three people. So like I would grab like his brother Rick, right? And like he would throw him. He would be the one getting thrown around, and his wrestling uh, guy. And 
then Dale was wrestling, you know, so, but it was never David. If you, if you ever see a David, David had, like, do not touch me. Well, I'm not allowed to be touched. What, was, was there anything in the contract? Like, did you have to get permission from the Sox to do stuff like that? Or I it mean, was just like, whatever. I wasn't going to get, like, you were gonna break I wasn't going to get hit by anything. And I yeah. wasn't really in the ring. I was kind of more on the outside. That's funny, man. You know, they were just like, be careful. But, I mean, David was like, no, don't touch. And then, so the funny part was Rick. There's been like a big league hitting coach. He was our bullpen catcher when I was with the Twins coming up. Like when I first came up, he was our bullpen. So then he went from bullpen catcher. Now we're fighting in the wrestling ring, right? And he's a big league hitting coach. So, I mean, it went kind of full circle. I got to roll that back at some point now. Oh, no. The, I, I got to look that, that up. Yeah. We had Ozzy in spring training. He's a tiny little chairs. dude. Yeah, this big AJ and these other guys, you uh, know, had, uh, chasing uh, him probably. Ozzy hitting dudes with chairs in spring training. <laughs> I mean, it was like, it was crazy. Um. Speaking of Ozzy, uh, I, I was fortunate enough to cover that that 05 series for XM uh, Radio back in the day when you guys, the whole track, actually, your playoff run with the Angels and, and then the World Series win. Um, fantastic year. A lot of excitement in Chicago. Talk about that and, and you know, the whole, you know, ambiance of, of, of that championship season with Ozzy and some of the <laughs> zany things that he said. Well, uh, you know, Ozzy was Ozzy. Um, I think... For me, he worked because I could ignore him. For some guys, couldn't handle it. That's right? true. But a lot of guys, there's been a lot of guys that came and went through Chicago that yeah. just couldn't handle Ozzy. Right. Uh, I was, because whatever, I was like, whatever, you know, you're just Ozzy, and I'm just going to ignore you most of the time. Um, but that, that year was so, I, I think one of the things that makes me the most angry is that year is just kind of ignored as one of the great years of, like, all time. In like, we went wire to wire, never yeah. were in second place. Great Won team. the division. <laughs> only lost team. one playoff game, right? Yep. 11 and 1 in the playoffs, swept the defending Red Sox, you know, beat the Angels in five, swept the Astros in the World Series, right? I mean, with Clemens, Bergman, Bagwell, Bijou, all of them. They had them all. And hammered them. Um, And I I think that's what probably, but but we, it was weird. It was a weird thing because I remember when I signed there, being coming up as a twin and going there, and I was like, this is just weird. And then I got in the clubhouse and we kind of, we were a bunch of misfits. Like it was Carl Everett, right? Like me. The Sendik kind of had been thrown away. The Bobby James. Bobby James. <laughs> um, it was just a bunch of like, you know, you had Canerco was like steady, steady Eddie, and then you had a bunch of like. The big Cuban. Yeah. Uh, was throwing Contreras, you know, Duque, right? Yeah. I mean, it was like kind of just a bunch of pieces. Really thrown, but it really different. worked because we all just wanted to win. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stories out there like Carl Everett and I, you know, having shouting matches. Yeah, but. At the end of the day, when we stepped on the field, like if he got into it, I mean, I was, you know, same. Right there, I was right there, right, yeah. the other way around. So it was, it just worked, and it was, it was strange because I actually thought in 06 we had a better team. We traded for Jim Tomey, we traded for Javi Vasquez, and mm-hmm. we didn't make the playoff. We won ninety some games, we didn't make the playoffs a year, but that was probably a better team on paper. Right. But for some reason, in 05, it just like everything just, it just like puzzle pieces, right? It just worked, and then once we got hot, like it was like, okay, no one's beating us. How did the shouting matches arise? So, you know, especially nowadays, like I think about when there is some beef with players, many will try and hide it or you know, take it behind the scenes or PR it. And it's just like, obviously you're playing together every day. Things happen. So like, I don't know whether it's a specific example or, or not naming names. Like what's an, what is an example of something that would cause beef in the clubhouse between players or multiple players? Is it always game related, or sometimes it's like, no. hey, we want to do, you know, we want to wear this or, or 
fly here, bring our families here, whatever. You know, like there's there's so much that goes Everything. into it that people don't know. Everything. All that. Most of the time, every team I was on, we had a leader that kind of would shut most of it down. Um, pretty much every team I was on, we had a, a guy that would be like, okay, this isn't an issue. We're going to kill this now. Um, we always got guys complaining about certain things. And and if after a while, I mean, you, I will tell you, yeah. when you spend, you literally spend eight months. You don't realize that it's day to day Every to day single to day. day with Not like the a same football. 25, well, basically the same 40 guys. You're right. eight months every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, you get an off day. Yeah, you get one off. You used to get one off day like every three weeks, right? And that off day was on the road. And guess what you did on the road? You all went together somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go play golf or right. eat or hang out right. and get... You know, you're recovering from your hangover, you know, whatever it was. But you're always, like, always together. And it, it's like anything. I mean, any roommate you ever had, I'm sure you've gotten into little things. And, and sometimes you catch a guy on the wrong day, and then next thing you know, you know, there's yelling or, you know, whatever. But it always ends up working. It's, I've, never, I've only seen it a couple times where it's, like, gone to blows. And, and it's been very few and far between. But there's always going to be some bickering, and there's always going to be People that I look and say, "Well, I don't like the way he's doing this, or I don't like the way he's doing that," and, and, and but you know, most of it is squashed very quick, and most of it's squashed by whoever kind of is the leader of the team and says, "Hey, look, that's enough of this. Like, let's what's your found, problem? Like, let's okay, that's it. No, done. Quit bitching and let's go." I found that a lot of it ends up being about respect and the hierarchy of you know, well, of course, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Old, and that goes into your manager and how you know much respect he commands and how much he's being able to. Deal with all types. That's where Ozzy was. To talk to the white, gone. black, you know, he could talk yeah. to anybody. You know? A lot of that's gone away. Though. Oh, there's I agree 100%. A, there's not that anymore. There's not like you, Great you know, point. you're a 10 year veteran and then a rookie comes up and, and you know, like yeah. when I came up, like you, you, the you old guys that. were like, go sit in your locker, don't say a word. You would just sit, kind of sit there, right? <laughs> Seriously, like, bro. And then they like tap you on the shoulder and you're like, oh, I'm allowed to say something now, right? Now it's like these kids come up, which is. It's good and bad. Like it's good because guys feel more comfortable, but it's also because there is no hierarchy. Of yeah, there's just no, there's no respect. Right. Not that they, the younger guys don't respect it's like the older. Seniority, though. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. what it is. It's it seniority. is. And it's deserved, and and it should be. You know, it's like in any walk of major professionalism, whether it's teaching or you know a business, you gotta you know assemble that and, and follow that protocol. But again, it's the principal or the manager. You know, I feel that holds the court, and those are the teams that, when you get to that level, AJ, and, and tell me I'm wrong, I've always said that it's plus or minus 5 to 7% of what your major league guy is going to do every year. He's going to do plus or minus yeah. 5%. If he's a 250 hitter, he's going to hit 260 or 240, somewhere around there, and he does this, 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 this well. So what, what, what is the manager trying to do? And then you have your upper echelon players. So what he's trying to do is cohesively get 80 to 90% every day what people don't realize is that this sport is about a marathon outlasting the other team and being at an 80, 90%. You're not going to be at 100% clip all the time. 90% clip most more than anybody else. Uh, yeah. That's it. You know, and when it counts. And then when it counts. But, and, of course, if you have Ken Griffey Jr. and yeah. you have to be on Frank Thomas, you know, but, but they're not always there, too, because it's just too many games. Well, you we're know? human beings. I want to ask you catching wise because I'm, 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 you know, studying now coming the upcoming season, the changes and whatnot, um, or this season. They're implementing this pitch calling device. Have you heard much about this? Is the thing in your ear? No, it's it's a oh the wrist the, the wrist, wrist touch pitch. thing where it, it, you just type it into the pitcher. Yeah, type it into the pitcher and it tells them what they're going to throw. 
What happens if they don't want to throw them? I, they, 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 they go. No, it buzzes you like like a dog collar. And the catcher kind of goes, ah! Well, yeah, but like if I type in, it's like a text message, I'm like, fastball in. And he types back, screw you, slide away. <laughs> that would like, be the conversation you would have. You're like, the day. no, fastball no, in. No, I said fastball in. Your sliders, and then you're arguing on your little wristband. That'd be a great show, yeah. actually. Yeah. After the yeah. and Charlie Rutherford is behind you, going, "Hey, yeah. buddy, please come it's on." X from the battery. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I, there's they a lot of things that just don't make sense to me. You know, the, the signs—they're so worried about people seeing the signs. We'll be better mixing them up, right? Why? Why are? Why is that not the case, though? Why can't people figure that out? Do, do the codes get cracked that quickly and that you well? Can, listen, when I was on second base, I could have most signs in two two. Maybe three pitches. So that's the problem. Because if you can well, do that, yeah, but then again, too. before this became a bigger deal, because here's the thing: if you were if you were caught on second doing something funny, the pitcher would turn around and be like, "Look, yeah. I'm gonna hit you." Yeah, Actually, he'd be like, "I'm not gonna hit you. I'm gonna Wait, hit the next him. Guy. Yeah, I'm gonna hit the hitter because right. of you, right? Like if I did something, 100%. like you might want to stop something on an opposing team. You don't hit the guy that did it. You hit someone else, and you say that was for him. And guess what? That guy's going to go to that guy right. and be like, don't "Hey, do son of a bitch, don't <laughs> do that again. Yeah. Then we're going to fight, mm-hmm. right? right? So that's that's what stopped. You don't see that anymore. You don't see like a, a, a guy pitching turn around and, and walk. You used to see a guy would walk off with the ball, and he turn. And, you know, on TV, you never knew it. He kind of had his head on. down. But you on the field, you knew he was like. Yeah, stop looking back at the head. The catcher he's loading like, up. Yeah, and there, no, there was, the time, there was times where back. I would go to the mound and I would act like I was like kicking my cleats off on the little the little spike thing. Right. And I'd and there'd be a guy in second. I'd be like, "Hey, son of a bitch!" Like you'd say, "I saw." Oh, you. I'd be like, "I know what you're doing. Either stop or you're you're not going to get it. He's going to get it." And be, okay, and then I'm not doing anything. Right. Right. Okay, yes, okay. you are. <laughs> okay, all right. Then he, you're just not good enough. They, they, be better at but they would stop it, right? Like right away, right? Mm-hmm. You would get stopped, and that, and, and then worse, someone would get hit, and then, then that would lead to other problems. No, they're they're curtailing that now. Yeah, so th- that's kind of why I think, and I get it. But like we were talking, I was talking before. Uh, you know, like college has gone to where there's an earpiece in the catcher's ear, oh, right? right? And they call the pitches with, with where the coach is like, you know, fastball, and they hear it in their ear, and they put down you know, yeah. fifty signs. And they look at they give them numbers and everyone even the pitchers have wristbands. They're like, oh. Real right. quick, I want to ask you because it, it pertains to this whole topic. It's very important in baseball. You as a catcher, nineteen years, you saw you know so many pitchers. Amazing pitchers should be able to control a pitch to a certain degree. There might be you know the hypothetical yes. of losing it is minuscule compared to purposely putting it where he wanted to put it. Right. So should that be. being said, should, should that be. being said. You should be able to throw right here and not even hit a guy. You know how hard it is for a pitcher to hit a guy? You know how many times that pitchers, we were like, hit this guy? And he couldn't do it? Because he was trying. (laughs) Because they they kept, no, because they didn't want to do it. Uh, Deep down in their heart. Right. Like, if there were certain pitchers, like, I'll use, like, Mark Burley, right? Right. We said, hey, Mark, and he was throwing 85. We're like, hit this dude. (laughs) Guess what? Just right? All of a sudden. What do you want? 90. And be like, (laughs) Perfect, every time, right? Or Brad Rackey when I was with the Twins, right? Brad, we went to right. One time we said, hey, Brad, we need to hit you know this guy. First pitch. I got it. But then you ask a guy throwing 100, you're like, hey, hit this dude. He's throwing it. Because <laughs> deep down they don't want to do it, right? you got to want to kind of do it. They didn't grow up doing that like you did at, at Dr. Phillips. And they just didn't, they just couldn't do it. Like I was amazed at how many times they say, hey, we want you to hit this guy. And they tried two or three times and not even, you were like, 
what are you doing? Like, like, uh, not, like almost those strikes because they were scared to like. Yeah, it's not part. It's not part of the the, the, the mode growing up now. It's seven, eight, ten, twelve years old. It's just not. I've got one more board. before yeah. I drop some Good stuff. finisher about life after the game here. Any other goals or anything on your minds post career that you think about or that you want to do or that you thought about the belt, as a player? Of course. Just like overall bucket list. I mean, you, I mean, am I ever going to get to work for MLB Network with you? <laughs> is that is that a goal? Yeah. Yeah. More, uh, more uh, AJ Frzinski. Yeah, because we uh, see him once a week, and and that's in a different format. Called yeah. games. Um, Talk show AJ you know, Frzinski, I think, works yeah. well. Yeah. Listen, if if I was able to to get a chance to coach or manage it, yeah. Like, oh, you'd, you'd hop in there? At, at a big league level, listen, people ask me all the time, would you want to coach? Yeah. Minor leagues? No. no. Right. I'm yeah. going to have a 16-year-old and a 15-year-old, right. so like right now, no. Yeah. But if there's 30 major league teams, right? So if a major league owner or GM calls you and says, hey, we want you to manage Tampa Bay Rays, yeah. like, you yeah. can't say, like, I don't know how you could say no to that. No, that's exciting. I, I mean, that's an But it's got to be a big league. It would have to be. Or Not even if a job. team came to me. And said, "Hey, we want you to be the bench coach, right? right. Or, or work with this young catcher that yeah, you know, but it's got to be a star. It's got to be a certain level. It would right? have to be something like that, not like because I don't need to, to do it, and, and I enjoy what the, I love what I'm doing now. So there's no point in like you explained the game so well that that's a that's a facet that a lot of people don't well, have. You. I just don't. I just plus you know, yeah. coaches get paid. You know, this is for everyone. Listen, coach, coaches get paid crap, right?" It's a shame they get paid crap. When they make the playoffs, they're like they get paid yeah. crap. <laughs> they're, they're trying but to they make They get them. paid crap and they yeah. get blamed for everything, right? And right. you know, coaches now are there from like eleven in the morning oh, yeah. to like midnight every day. Oh yeah, with no credit, just blame, 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 blame. I'll say even before you accept bench coach, because you know they'll run spring training. Yeah. A lot of the bench coaches nowadays are up at like four, oh, even yes. before that, in the morning for spring training. Because they're putting together the schedules and they're keeping ahead. And you know, ma- managing workloads is tougher than ever. Everyone's got their own thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't go this day. I can't do that. And you're right. It is a grind. Stick with wrestling, buddy. So I might even <laughs> caution the bench well, coach. It's the thing. But, like, I mean, I was joking. I love Aaron Boone. I love Alex Cora. And I love Kevin Cash over right. in Tampa. Right. Like, those guys took this job. Like, Aaron Boone was, like, the young-looking 40-year-old. Now you look at him, he's got no hair, right? He had heart problems. You're like, dang, Booty, what happened to you? He looks like Obama yeah. before and after he's the like, presidency, Jesus, right? Hard, man. You know, Alex Cora, you know, he oh, looks like dude. Dude. I, I'm like, Alex, you know, even when you see Cash, he's all gray hair now. You're like, oh. dude, you're so young and, you know. Like, yeah, and this is Tampa Bay, which is, yeah, you know, low-key and, and, and not, you, you go to Boston and New oh. York, they'll kill you. Brother, outstanding stuff. We could we could keep him here and, and just the mind is outstanding. <laughs> well, not just a broadcast. He really, you know, he, he, he's a. I'm a saying cerebral. broadcasters are there for you know many yeah. of them for a yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah. You're hearing it. Uh, yeah, I told you before, man. No way, Jose. I need a story. Uh, something crazy that might have happened uh, on and off the field. They can keep it clean, but you couldn't say it back then because Ozzy Guillen would have killed you. No, no, <laughs> well, Ozzy would have told it. Ozzy yeah, would have yeah, 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 said it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably already said it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, everyone knows the World Series story about Harley pitching, closing game three, and he had that, some beers. And everyone's heard that story because we used I mean, in the American League back then, pitchers would drink because there was no chance they were getting in the game, right? <laughs> but the, the best story I, that I always tell people, I, I'm told, I've told some people, but a lot of people have a hard time believing it. So before, Fresh for us. Yeah. So we, for we, the Legends Lounge. We win game two of the World Series that year. We fly to Houston. 
the Sunday gets to walk up home or to right. one game too. We fly to Houston that night. We have a day off the next day. We land in Houston probably three, four in the morning, right? Freddie Garcia starting game four. And he was always in control of the mic. He always had one guy like on the mic on the bus, right? Yeah. He was in control and he had had a couple of adult beverages. And he gets on the mic and we land in Houston and he goes, hey guys, I promise if you win game three, they will not score in game four off me. And we're like, what? He goes, if you guys win game three, they will not score a run off me in game four. And we're like, okay, okay, Freddie. And so we win game three in like 14 innings, whatever. Game four, he went like seven shutout. We win one. Ooh, are you kidding me? I mean, it was like no one of the way. biggest, ballsiest thing I've ever no even seen. No way, Jose. I mean, that, that is impressive right I mean, there. People always, you know, people I remember always, that game win because I was yeah, covering it. It was an incredible performance by him. People ask me. If you had to win one game, <laughs> like if I, if you had to have one pitcher win you one game, it was like you know Burley, Radke, yeah, Jason Schmidt, you Darvish, uh, who else? John Lester, I caught. I mean, you know Adam Wainwright. You know, like some of the best guys like yeah. of our generation that I've caught. And I'm like, I'll take Freddie Garcia. Really? And they're like, why? And I go, when this guy was motivated and when he wanted to pitch. He had balls of steel, like it, it was. And he was pinpoint too. It was unbelievable was how good he could be when he needed to be. Now, if he didn't care, <laughs> he'd go out and give up ten. Right? I mean, I remember he pitched in a spring training game, the B spring training game, like in Colorado and Tucson. Like I don't know if you ever went to their old spring. Yeah, training yeah, game. yeah. It's horrible, right? Terrible. We got we got Sim and I get shipped over there because like we need you to catch Freddie in this. You know, triple A. It's game triple here. A yeah. at nine in the morning. Three innings, let's go. And it's like 45 degrees, and the wind's blowing like 50 miles an hour, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be miserable. And Freddie and I ride over together, and Freddie's like, you know I don't want to do this. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, just, I'm like, just get through it. It's a work And he's like, I'm going to be throwing like 60. He's like, I just want to throw my 50. He, there was like a scout there, and he, I don't think he hit over 75. Oh, he, literally just. He was just like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they were just hitting balls. Like there, wind was blowing out. They there's were, kids that have been released already from that uh, team that are going. I hit a home run. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And Freddie literally before the game's like, I, I, he's like, you know, what, Bobby, I don't want to be here. I'm like, I know, I don't either. But like, you got three innings, and I got three at bats, so let's just let's go. Let's just get them quick. Yeah, you'll see what I do. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. No well, way, Jose, on yeah, that one. That's, That's a good great. one. That's yeah, a good thanks one. Thanks for swinging by. Bro, thank you guys. Jay in La Casa. Thank you, buddy. Let's go. So we're fresh off Mother's Day weekend this week in baseball history. First off, before everything, this week in baseball history marks. 60 years of Big O on this planet. Happy Come on now. birthday, my man. What, bro, I'm just, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm, I'm sexy, man. I'm sexy, <laughs> you know, and every year after that, I'll be sexy one and sexy two. All that I got to do is, all I'm telling everybody, just go on and look up and when your favorite search engine, people like uh, celebrities, and I'm not putting myself in that realm. I had my little time and, and, and that was that. But it's interesting who was born celebrity-wise in 1962. Uh, the top 50 will, like, just astound you. So pretty cool c- class that I'm in, and uh, I'm feeling very sexy right now. It was a year to remember, and you, you know, joined the sexy <laughs> club. Stay sexy for the next 10, okay? 
You and bet. Then I don't know what you with have you for, right here on the lounge. 70s. Exactly. You'll be in the lounge. All right. So I've got a few Mother's Day mix-ins here with this week in baseball history. A Sunday, May 9th, 2010, Dallas Braden pitching the 19th perfect game in league history for the A's. 4 nothing win over the Rays. And in the stands at the Coliseum that day was Peggy Lindsay, who is Braden's grandmother who raised him after his mother lost her battle to cancer when Dallas was a teenager. And, and you can look back, the, the great clip from that time period is when Peggy and Dallas embraced on the field right after the game. And it was, it was really a special moment. So that's one. The next one doesn't have the Mother's Day tie, and I don't think it was on Mother's Day itself, but it's this week in baseball. And it's Al Leiter with the Florida Marlins throwing the franchise's first no-hitter in history. In a, it was a packed crowd that day, about 32,000, it says, at Joe Robbie Stadium. And he walked a couple batters, hit a batter, and sat down the final 20 that he faced. So props to Al. And then another Mother's Day drop. In this week, three years apart. First off, we have uh, Hall of Famers. So 500 home runs. For Mickey Mantle, that was May 14, 1967. And then Ernie Banks, I'll get to in a sec. But first with Mick, Mother's Day, 19,000-ish at Yankee Stadium. And the quote, I called my wife last night and told her I'd try to hit a homer for her on Mother's Day, he said, after the game. So props, Mickey, you did it. And he was smooth as can be. So that doesn't surprise me. Oh, and then you had Ernie Banks who actually hit his in front of a much smaller crowd because it was bad weather day, apparently. And, and it was Senior Citizens Day at Wrigley Field. And his quote after the game was, the riches of the game are in the thrills, not in the money. Uh, although I wonder if he said, like Mick, maybe maybe he spoke to someone said, hey, I got it done for the Senior Citizens, <laughs> senior citizens <laughs> Day. I got you, 500. Take it home with you. i tell you what, uh, both those guys are obviously legendary. Uh, talk about legendary lounge uh, they created it and I got to know uh, Mr. Banks before he passed away both here in the United States and actually in a trip in Japan uh, of all things but uh, what a representation of Major League Baseball and just humanity so um, and he's one of those guys that probably doesn't get enough props Scotty B because they never won a championship so he was in that realm of like greatest ever but no World Series, no championships, and uh, probably held him back from being as great as he probably ended up should have been. Yeah, for the young Cubs fans, for a long time, they were lovable losers. <laughs> <laughs> Still lovable, though. Still lovable, but not, not losers. Not recently. <laughs> no. If we can tie in our regular segments with our guests, then we do it. So right. I'm going to give you a cop for AJ Pruszynski. <laughs> <Why> <laughs> Just to hopefully pull him over and arrest him. Is that what you're trying to do? Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has had some offenses. I will, I will, and I'm not talking about with, with a bat in hand. Has he? No, no. He, uh, he's gotten into some. Hey, no, 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 no. I'm not talking criminal. I'm saying AJ no, just. I met AJ's little, you know, just. I'm talking about bringing him in for questioning. That's all we're talking That's about. That's what we're I'm not saying. Actually, yeah, no, AJ's, we're not arresting. He's AJ. actually AJ. We're we're messing. And AJ's a, we're he's a he's, great he's dude. Outstanding, and the interview yeah. was super good. Uh, gave us a full light of 
of the baseball world in totality. And, and I say it, you've said it, we say it. The catchers are the quarterback of a, mm-hmm. of a baseball field. He's smart. And, and he, he was a very smart man. Yes, he he's super smart. Cool stories. He doesn't hold back. I think there's, you know, if you go another 30 minutes, you're really going to open up a can yep. with him. You got to so. have him back. Yes, we will. Where are they now? Wayne Edwards, 89 to 91, pitched in the bigs. Short career for the White Sox lefty. Actually had an, a low three yes. ZRA, so I couldn't that. find it, but I'm assuming he got hurt. But after Gotta baseball, be. it looks like he's been in the LAPD for about 20 years now. So props to him and don't pull AJ over or he might charge the mound. And also, uh, I guess now he's the one with the jugs in this hand, not the scouts, and he's the one timing your speed so be careful when you're on the, the radar gun you're saying <laughs> yeah with the jugs radar gun yeah yeah so yeah, yeah if he tells if he tells someone now hey, what are you doing oh i'm a i'm a scout what do you do oh uh if, if someone sit there with the jugs radar got too gun much going, velocity uh, on their wheels 97 <laughs> and i don't mean baseball <laughs> this is a 65 sir Pull i wonder if over. he drops any baseball puns when he's arresting someone you know <laughs> maybe you know, <laughs> especially if the guy was a hitter, he probably wants to get back. I know I want, always want to try to get back at pitchers. So or you have the right uh, to remain in the on deck circle. <laughs> I don't know, nah, I'm sure he's I, maybe, he, you know what? We need to have him at sometimes when we have the one of our bigger crowds at the baseball legends lounge and, and we need a little policing. Yes, exactly. Wayne, we'll call you. And of course, we'll call AJ too to handle biz and also just verbally take someone down because that was his thing. So thanks again to AJ Przinski for joining us. And again, the lounge is closed just briefly. We will see you next week and every week right here on SiriusXM or wherever you get your podcast. We love you. Talk soon. The Legends Lounge Podcast is brought to you by Major League Alumni Marketing. Hit us with questions or comments at legendslounge at mlbpaa.com. Check out our memorabilia at mlamauthentics.com. Later, Legends. Legends.